I'm Dr. Pete Economo, the East Coast psychologist. And I'm Dr. Nikki Rubin, the West Coast psychologist. And this is When East Meets West. Well, that was the first I got a little indication that the recording was in progress. So here we go. Hey, let's talk about compromise. Nikki, what do you think? Uh, let's do it. I think this is something that uh, everybody struggles with sometimes, uh, myself included. Yeah, I mean, it's just something that people are, well, I mean, I, my first thought mm-hmm. was ego, which was <laughs> <laughs> something in that Freud episode. But you yeah, know, I think there. there's no struggle with it if I'm if there's no ego involved. Yeah, but we all have, I mean, well, but... I have a healthy ego. Yeah, you do. Well, but ego that you're referring to is a different, it's it's more actually from like the spiritual kind yeah. of language than, than, than Freud. Although ego. I said this to my, I said this to my colleague the other day where he's a psychoanalyst and he's done psychoanalysis uh-huh. and he was talking about like buying a house or so, some of this stuff and uh-huh. it was all, all like very like showy uh-huh. and, and he was like owning his ego in it. I was like, uh-huh. well, what's the point of psychoanalysis? <laughs> and he was like, and he, it took him a minute. And then he said, well, it's better than my id reacting. <laughs> You're like, fair, fair. Yeah, fair, fair. That's totally yeah. fair. Yeah. Well, no, but I was to say, but ego and compromise, I mean, sure. It could be like your ego gets in the way, but I also think it just comes back to this concept we talk a lot about on here, which is human brains want to be comfortable. Yeah. And so compromise actually means letting go of some discomfort because it's, you're not getting it your way and nobody likes that, you know, nobody does like that. Nobody and anyone who's that. like last born. Is oh, <laughs> so for you. I know I'm a, I'm a firstborn, you know, so and I'm the last born. Yeah. So I am used to just whatever Nikki uh, wanted. Just bossing, <laughs> bossing my poor brother around. You weren't that uh, bad. And but I, I do, I have a colleague who, a psychologist colleague who she's saying like being the <laughs> oldest is like, she's like, I think that's what makes us good psychologists. Cause we're just like used to, it's like, you know, you're used yeah. to like leading the way kind of. I'm like, Although oh, as the youngest, I'm, I'm yeah. often referred to as uh, Switzerland because I'm, I'm keeping the peace. Yeah, that's true. Okay. Well, so, well, so maybe you can use that as a jumping off point for maybe how you've cultivated the ability to compromise. Nothing really matters. That's why. People Although it, I think sometimes it, it creates the, the, the challenge because I then appear ambivalent. And, mm-hmm. and so, and, w- and what that means for listeners is like, sometimes be so compromise means that if I want to go to place a, and Nikki wants to go to place B, um, then I'm like disappointed if I don't go to point a, because mm-hmm. that's where I want to go. Mm-hmm. I approach this as like, I'll go to point a or point B. Like it doesn't make much of a difference to me. And so sometimes that's then seen as like ambivalent because like as if you don't care, but the tr- I just see that as like being super flexible because wherever I go, I'm there. And that's like John Kabat-Zinn's. For, uh, I, wherever you go, of, there you are. Yeah. 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 Well, well, I think, well, okay. So I, I like that as a starting point because look, to be clear. Because you, know, you want to challenge me. I, no, I don't want to cha- actually, <laughs> actually don't. I actually Whoa. don't want to challenge. Well, I don't want to challenge you here. No, it's more that like, look, I think it's important to acknowledge sometimes we are ambivalent, right? Like yeah. there are times when we um, like don't care. We don't have a strong like opinion or, or uh, feeling about any one thing. Mm-hmm. In those cases, it's not, you're not, compromise is not required, is not required, right? You're right. like kind of going with the flow if somebody else has a strong preference for something and you're like, yeah, whatever. I don't really care. Okay. Compromise is not a skill that you're going to pull out of your toolbox, right? No. Compromise is required when there are two differing 
preferences or ways of looking at things and you're trying to come to a middle path and find oh there, a, you go oh, the there i path. go Woo! i'm bringing in the eastern here yeah, uh, yeah 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 <laughs> uh come to a middle path that is workable and you know we've talked about workability a lot on this podcast that workability does not mean that it's perfect or yeah. optimal or the best it means that given the context given the situation this is most effective and that also requires tolerating and accepting some discomfort and yeah. i think that's where people get really stuck on compromises like they don't want to let go of being comfortable, right? They're like, I want it my way, but that's what, you know, if both people want it their way, you're, you're stuck in, you're stuck in space. You can't go anywhere. So everyone has had a, a, a challenge with that. Mm-hmm. You know, I want this to be a blue room. I want this to be a pink room. I mean, yes. I think all these mm-hmm. things require like a conversation. I, I'm going to keep pushing us with this though, because yeah, I do yeah. think that this is rigid. I think that if yeah. ever, oh, yeah. Yeah. And oh, I know yeah. that you're seeing that so the definition of compromise by Oxford, as I love to give us <laughs> the agreement, um, an agreement or a settlement of a dispute that is reached by each side making concessions. Mm-hmm. So the concessions like that's that's the piece that people struggle with behaviorally because they're yes. feeling like they're conceding. I mean, that the, the verb to concede because well, because because they are. That's the truth of it. You are conceding. You're, you're giving up something. Well, is that a perspective, you... though? How do you mean? Say that. Again. Well, because the concession is that my way was right rather than there's no concession if I'm simply approaching life flexibly. Okay. Yes. I think maybe what we would want to do is like back it up a step further to say everybody thinks their perspective is right. That's what, like, that's the baseline functioning of the brain. Like you, we think that like our way. I'm stuck there. Why are you stuck there? Well, because I, 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 I mean, maybe I'm just speaking independently. Mm-hmm. I don't think I know anything. Well, but I think that that's, <laughs> yeah, but, but, but Pete, I think that's, but that again comes from like many years of practice. That's like, that's many steps down the road that if we go all the all way right. back. Oh, so that, oh you like want me to baseline. take a step back? Okay. Yeah, it's going all the way back. Like at baseline, the brain thinks, like everybody thinks their perspective or way of doing things is right. Like that is just, which makes sense from an evolutionary perspective from it, yeah. right? It's like, you want to like, you know, what we know and do, like, you know, it would make sense that we'd want to attach to that and try that and move things forward. Otherwise we would, I don't know, we'd never explore. We'd never try new things. Right. Well, I mean, referencing our episode on curiosity recently. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Well, again, I think it's because of rigid thinking and, and you, we're agreeing on that. Yeah, and so what, what, it, it is rigid. So it's like that, yeah. that baseline is rigid, like baseline human is beings rigid. are rigid. Like that's our, like, we're not like, like we always say like, it's a we're universal not, experience. It's a universal experience. We're not born mindful, like mindfulness. God, as we said, why I not? Know. Well, it's, you know, again, cause like we always say like flexibility, mindfulness, like that actually takes a lot of effort, a lot of energy, you know, yeah. evolution is trying to be quick here, right? It's got to select for quick and easy things and rigid thinking is a lot less processing power, right? It's a lot easier yeah. to process in binaries than it is in 17 perspectives, you know? Well, I find it to be more, I, I guess you speak, but the gray to me is way more fluid. Well, so again, so my yes. practice got me there. Your practice got you there. So it's like, what we have to, what I think what I want to be. We need the whole world to be here then. Well, well totally. Well, but I think what we want to make sure listeners understand is like what, what Pete's describing, he didn't come by it naturally. No, he it took a, yeah, a lot, lot and, and continues to. Right. Like well, all the time. Yeah. Yeah. It never ends. 
Yes. So compromise is, it is making a concession because the concession is letting go of I'm right. It's, it's conceding. I don't know everything. I don't, there isn't one right way to do things. So if we, if, if, so I'm putting myself in the shoes of a Mm -hmm. listener who's like, what are they talking about? And so we got Nikki breaking it down that all of our brains are rigid initially. And that as we've practiced, we've gotten to a place of more flexible functioning. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. So I want to break us, I want to break it down for some tools. So maybe okay, cool. like, can you think of ways that you have clinically worked with some folks around compromise or maybe an example of like somebody mm-hmm. who struggled with compromising? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Well, <laughs> you're going to laugh when I, when I say what's, what's the first tool. Do you think I, I have my toolbox that I pull out? Can you I, guess? I can. Go for it. Wait, mindfulness. Yes. Yes. So the first step is so, and and it, and so depending on the situation or the person, you know, mindfulness is a, you know, it's like a set of behaviors under this larger umbrella. Like it might be literally like teaching them to medicate, medicate. So they might need to medicate as well. Meditate. They might need to meditate uh, so that they can uh, learn the practice of paying attention to experiencing the moment. But a lot of times the behavior that we start with is, is non-judgmental stance, right? Like seeing things as they are, because when people are stuck, um, when they, when they're willfully, uh, refusing to compromise, mm-hmm. it's because they're stuck in my perspective is right. As opposed to seeing let's, let's acknowledge the the many different vantage points here. Let's take in the data. Which could limit one's ability to experience something more fully because there there's mm-hmm. likely, so I, I was watching, uh, Okay, so I can I can I go on a little bit of a of a go, please please just for a yes. minute yeah totally go for it. So I broke down my like cable so that I would try and save some money, and now I have Hulu, Prime, <laughs> Netflix, Apple TV, Apple Plus, HBO uh-huh. Max. I mean, it is insane. <laughs> Preaching in the choir. Mm-hmm. Okay, yep, so I'm there's like, no easy mm-hmm. way to clean this up because there's at least one or two shows on each of them that I like really like, yes. and so I need them yeah. for that. So so <laughs> right. listeners, can I get an amen? So yeah. <laughs> with Apple TV, there was a show called Home, and and I love stuff like this architectural and also. So the first episode was this home in Sweden, and it's called a nature home, Naturhusur, N A T U R H A U S. So and what they did is they build a greenhouse around the house. Ooh, oh, cool. it's so cool! You have love to check that. it out. Yeah, yeah. Uh, and they did a self-sustained like water system in the house. Anyway, I now I'm coming to the point, everybody. The, so the, the 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 municipality didn't want them to have this only because then they wouldn't buy into the municipal water. And there's clear evidence that there's not enough water or that the water was contaminated or whatever it was. And they were able to develop a self-contained water system with both their like sewage wow. waste. And wow. like, it was so fascinating. And so again, the point there was that the municipality didn't want to accept it because it was outside of the box. It was, it wasn't right. It wasn't what mm-hmm. people knew. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Uh, and it took this architect and this engineer, the builder to say like, here's the evidence, here's the, here are the data. Um, and so by the end of the episode, they say like that he actually won his case, but it took three years for him to win his case against municipality. So I, I, I know we're not going to talk about some of the global events that occur, but this is where people get stuck on compromise. So I think that's why I'm feeling so stuck on this. Well, well, I so help yes, me, uh, Doctor. No, 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 <laughs> no, no I, I don't think you need help. Actually, I think you're doing a, a beautiful job, actually, um, illustrating this 
this human problem is to become trapped in one vantage point, right? One, like a belief that there's one way to do things. There's one right way to be. Um, and, and what, you know, that example Pete just gave really highlights is that again, that gets in the way of something that gets in the compromise number one and without compromise, it gets in the way of a more workable solution. Yeah. And it's like, that's where I think like, you know, this word, you know, we're, we're talking about compromise because obviously that's a word that we, we use out in the world, you know, but I would say in, um, in the therapy room, it's, it's actually not a word I use a lot. The word that no. I use all the time is workability. Is it workability? Workable? What will, would you also describe it as a dialectic? What compromise? Oh yeah. yeah. That, oh, absolutely. Like dialect. Yeah. Yes. Being dialectical, seeing that two opposite things exist at the same time. And maybe absolutely. I'll have you talk about dialectical behavioral therapy for a minute. Um, but I'm also wondering, like, what if you think about just universally mm-hmm. the biggest issue that people have with compromise? Because w- the thought that comes to mind for me is like, um, like romance, you know, like, mm. you know, like that's I feel like where people need to find compromise the most, you know, because it's like parenting. Yeah, well, it, it, or- right. If you're if you're in a partnership. Right? right. And you. Yes. Yeah, totally. Though, though I would say that that um, again, it extends in anything. Right. In, yeah. In in. You know, I always make the joke, like if Congress was more skilled at this, you know, oh. if they <laughs> if they just listened to me and Pete's podcast, you know, <laughs> well, because again, I know that. So like it, what I keep another thought that keeps up to mind is like abortion or no abortion. It's like there's such a righteousness around what the, what the that's that's yeah. it. You just that's the word. So like yeah. when you said, like, what is the thing that gets in the way? It's it's an attachment to being right. Yeah. And I think like this is where I would love to hear um, some of the Buddhist perspective because this like that to me is just like the crux of stuckness right is this attachment to being right yeah yeah well i think the buddhists you know in in the zen way uh, i've talked numerous times about the middle Mm -hmm. path so that there's Mm -hmm. really no right or wrong i mean one of the um like the diamond sutra and some of the other sutras that we chant, but like really just said there, there there's, there's no beginning and there's no end. There's no, mm-hmm. there's no life and no death. Mm-hmm. And, and I think that's where I find all of this like intellectual stuff goes. Mm-hmm. So I really, I'm always struggling in my Zen practice being around and being taught by a teacher who's really smart intellectually. Like, mm-hmm. again, he's like one of the most read people, if not the most read person I've ever met. Mm-hmm. I struggle with that. Cause it's like, I don't, I don't need more intellect. Right. I feel like what yeah. we need in Zen is like more, emotion, more practice, more practice. <laughs> right. Uh-huh. And I think that that for me is where this is. So middle path is where they would say it, that there is no right or wrong. So that flexibility is inherent in the meditation practice. Mm-hmm. So uh, I, I've shared the story of like going to see the Dalai Lama and all of his monks, just like letting everyone go in New York, you know, mm-hmm. an experience that doesn't happen in New York as you're going into Rockefeller center. Everyone's like mm-hmm. pushing to right. get to the front of the line. <laughs> right. Remember right. those days? Oh, I, I do. <laughs> I remember yeah. them well. Yeah. So that would be the Zen thing. Go ahead. Well, I was going to ask, and I think what I would love to hear more about, because I know you've also talked about this here is, is the attachment piece, because I think that's a big part, like this attachment yeah. to being right. And obviously I, my understanding is that, you know, obviously non-attachment is a big um, component of Zen Buddhism. The big S perhaps. The big S. Okay. The big S. Yeah. So can you say more about that? Like how those would kind of um, be related to one another, like the attachment to, to being right? Uh, so that's the, uh, 
the second noble truth is that our, our suffering and our pain is caused by attachment. Mm. And so it's acknowledging that. So, okay. so that's why when you do the third noble truth in the eightfold path, you're no longer, this is why I'm having such a hard time with this episode <laughs> because <laughs> See, I have to say, it doesn't seem that way. It's like I, maybe internally it feels that way, but, but I, I I'm, I'm following, I'm yeah. following what you're saying. Well, <laughs> says one mindful practitioner to the other. <laughs> right. It's, it's uh, so, so with the second noble truth, I've already embraced that my attachment is, is what, uh, causes my suffering. So that's mm-hmm. why I so easily went through uh, for anybody on our vlog on YouTube, you may have noticed that there's less on my shelves here. Uh, <laughs> and that was intentional because part of this practice as, as we were been recording this, I was like, this looks so stupid behind me. And it was all books and stuff. And it was like, and then there was like medals. Uh, so I donated a lot of the books to like some libraries and the medals I just threw away, which were like, like swimming medals from, you know, uh, people have heard about some like swimming career. So it was just like, what do I, what do I need all this for? Mm-hmm. I, I did actually save just like five first place medals. I was to say, I'm glad um, you saved some of those. I mean, <laughs> <laughs> but the, the proud Jewish mother inside of me is, you know, <laughs> but like keep them, keep them. Yeah. Keep them. Let them. Yeah. Tchotchkes, let them click Yeah, tchotch- exactly. <laughs> Radio my but, mind, yeah. But that was like, that's that's the best example, I think, for listeners about non-attachment. Because the truth is, those first places, that experience, all of that is within. And so I don't need without or external mm-hmm. for that internal validation. And that's a lot of, when I first started teaching, I wanted to know the answers in case a student asked the question. Mm-hmm. Like, you know, if we're traving, I want to know where we're going. You know, yeah, it's, it's ha- I mean, as we all do, it's attachment to being right, and yes. it's like, and it's you know, I think if we bring this back to when we're engaging with another person that is also attached to being right, the practice of non-attachment, you know, and here comes the a little bit of a Western behavioral science perspective. It it is a behavior, right? Yeah. Pr- we practice non-attachment, you know. So it's like I think we're when people are really stuck, when they're like, we can't compromise, you know, I, I you know, this, this is kind of like a common therapy saying, we'll say, well, it's not that you can't, it's that you won't, yeah. right? It's yeah. not, it's not that there isn't an ability, it's that you are not choosing to practice letting go of being right. Right. And you're choosing not to practice considering alternative perspectives and you're choosing not to practice conceding something um, that you would like to keep around. Um, So, you know, I I think that's something that, that I hope people will keep in mind that, you know, compromises, it's a behavioral practice. It's a practice that that is going to be uncomfortable, right? Like it's like, we, you know, it's not going to be an outcome where you just like feel totally amazing or it's, you know, you feel all pleasant feelings. And in the long term, it yeah. is going to feel better. Like going back to that example in, um, I'm sorry, was it Sweden or Switzerland? Yeah, that house, the greenhouse. Yeah, that house, house yeah. That, that, that greenhouse. The nature house. Like, yeah, the nature house that like, while, you know, it was kind of a process to get to it. It's like on the whole, that's going to work a lot better, yeah. right? It's going to actually be a more comfortable experience in the long term than if they had just been, you know, you know, caught in their, you know, like well, this tug fight. of war, this yeah. tug of war, and that kind of hopefully for listeners that also illustrates the dialectic of this. Mm-hmm. That there, there are definitely listeners that feel abortion is right or is wrong. Um, we're not here to say that it is. Um, there's other th- global things like Israel Palestine. We're, we're not even trying to say what's right or wrong. We're simply saying that it's the rigidity of understanding, the difficulty to get to that compromise, 
And I think a good way to maybe end already, because I can't believe we're at the end, uh, is to think about some a quote from the Dalai Lama uh, around compromise. So dialogue means compromise, respecting each other's rights. In the spirit of reconciliation, there is a real solution to conflict and disagreement. There is no 100% winner, no 100% loser. Not that way, but half and half. That is the practical way, the only way. This has been When East Meets West. I'm Dr. Pete Economo. And I'm Dr. Nikki Rubin. Be present, be brave. This has been When East Meets West. All material is based on opinion and educational training of Drs. Pete Economo and Nikki Rubin. Content is for informational and educational purposes only.